3: Hey, Buy the Book listeners, Kristen here. Did you know that you can receive a weekly Buy the Book affirmation mini-sode plus the rules of every book that we've lived by? It's easy. All you have to do is become a member of our Patreon community. To learn more, go to patreon.com slash listen to buy the book. Again, that's patreon.com slash listen to buy the book or just look at the episode description from today's show. The following podcast contains barnyard language and some adult content. So, maybe listen on headphones if you're at work or around small children.
4: Now, here's the show. Hey, Jalenta. Yes, Kristen. You know, sometimes
3: how you call me too nice, too sweet, a little too gentle. Mm -hmm.
4: Yeah, you're a total Pollyanna that, like, has said thank you for getting fired before. Yeah, you're very, very (laughs) nice. Often too nice.
3: Well, what would you say if I told you I want to learn how to be a bitch?
4: Whoa, are you are you serious?
3: And not just a bitch, Jolenta, my friend. I want to be a
4: bad bitch.
3: Bad in all caps. Ooh, That's right. Bad Oh, bitch. I love
4: this. Yes. Yes, I am here for this. Please tell me a celebrity wrote a book all about being a bad bitch.
3: Oh, you know a celebrity did. And you know we're about to live by it. Because I'm a bad bitch to be. I'm Kristen Meinzer.
4: And I'm Jalanta Greenberg. And
3: this is By the Book. In each episode of Buy the Book, we choose a different self-help book to live by, follow it to the letter, and weigh in on whether or not it actually changed our lives.
4: And for this, our eighth season of Buy the Book, we are living exclusively by self-help guides that were written by celebrities. And today, we are tackling How to Be a Bad Bitch by Amber Rose. Amber Levenchuk,
3: better known by her stage name Amber Rose, is a model, fashion designer, and actress. She was raised, in her words, in a low income neighborhood in South Philly by a mother who waited tables. When she was 15, she became an exotic dancer, and at the age of 21, she moved to New York City with next to nothing. Not long after, she was discovered and began appearing in music videos for Kanye West, Nicki Minaj, Ludacris, and more modeling, a music career, and a fashion line followed, as did high-profile relationships with West and Wiz Khalifa. But after their breakups, both men publicly slut-shamed her, with Kanye saying, quote, it's very hard for a woman to want to be with someone that was with Amber Rose. I had to take 30 showers before I got with Kim Kardashian. After that, Rose realized she could use her platform for more. She adopted the role of outspoken sex positivity advocate, starred in a Funny or Die Walk of No Shame with Amber Rose video, and led a slut walk in LA to raise money for her foundation, and she began hosting Loveline. In 2015, hoping to share her message of confidence and resilience, she penned her book, How to Be a Bad Bitch.
4: In How to Be a Bad Bitch, Rose asserts that being a bad bitch doesn't mean acting like a bitch at all. Sure, a bad bitch puts herself first, but more than anything, she takes her obligations seriously, and she shows up when she says she will. She's strong in body, mind, attitude, and finances, and she gets what she wants by any means necessary. Also, when things don't go her way, she takes the time to grieve her loss, learn the lessons to be learned, and come back a badder bitch than ever.
3: Here's how you do it. Step one, vision and passion. Picture your dream life and believe you can get there. If you can't imagine what it is, talk to people who are happy and ask what brings them joy. Set out goals that are challenging but attainable. If you have to detour from your vision for a time, have fun and learn from the experience. Ask for help if you need to, and above all else, be authentically you. Step two, beauty.
4: Take care of your skin. Wear SPF when you're outside. Learn the basics of makeup application online or at a department store. Try new looks, but don't fall victim to trends if they don't look good on you. Don't break the bank when drugstore products will do. And always look presentable, even if you're just going to the corner store. You never know who you might run into.
3: Step three, fashion. Wear what makes you feel good, not what others consider fashionable. Experiment. Enhance your assets. Get fitted for a proper bra. Make sure you can move in your dresses and that your shoes fit. Aim to be happy because happy people look great no matter what. Remember that sexiness comes in all sizes, and if someone doesn't understand or accept who you are or how you look, fuck them.
4: Step four, inner strength. Create a voice in your head that's as supportive and loving as your mom's or whoever else believes in you remember that what other people think of you is not your concern. On the tough days, get out of bed, shower, get dressed, stay busy, reach out to friends, and surround yourself with pick-me-ups like music. And if, like Amber Rose, you suffer from anxiety or other mental health challenges, see a doctor.
3: Step five, conduct and personality. Hold your head high and smile. Be extremely nice to anyone serving you. Listen more than you speak. Know when to leave a situation, never hide your needs, including your appetite, only drink with people you trust, and keep your composure in public. Be mindful of what you post online and don't engage with haters, apologize when you mess up, and play nice. Complimenting other women will make you look way iller than treating them like competition.
4: Step six, money and career. Find a mentor, make friends with your coworkers. sell yourself with confidence, Don't prolong tasks that you can get done now. With each opportunity, lay the groundwork for more connections and more income. Don't live beyond your means. Have fun on the cheap. And never depend on a man to take care of you unless you really have to.
3: Step seven, friends. Keep people around you can trust and draw strength from. Have a variety of friends, like the life of the party friend, the straight male friend, and above all, the gay best friend. Avoid yes people because they're not real friends. Be willing to part with friends who are more work than joy, and once you have your inner circle in place, be extremely loyal. Step eight,
4: dating and relationships. Set the tone for the relationship you want. Be honest with each other, but don't expect to know every detail of your man's past. Let him be chivalrous and also be willing to hang like one of the guys. Accept that fuck-ups happen when your man cheats, all men do. Genuinely forgive or break up. There is no in between. And never settle for a man who doesn't believe in you or respect you.
3: Step nine, sex. Be seductive. Compliment your man on something unexpected. Feel free to sext, but never send nudes. Find out what he likes and make sure he gets it. Don't be embarrassed about particular activities you enjoy. Tell him what you like and show him how you like it. Make some noise, be dirty, and accept that there will be mortifying moments because bodies having sex are still bodies.
4: Step 10 Evolve or Die. Marriages end, friends flake, businesses fall apart. When these things happen, invest in being a badder bitch than ever. Reevaluate your vision. Reinvigorate your look. Make the world a better place. Remember all you've accomplished already. Remind yourself that things get better and don't forget. Hardships suck, but they also make us stronger and help us to grow.
3: That's what the book says. And so that's what we did for two weeks straight.
4: So, Kristen, or should I say bad bitch Um <laughs>
3: That was terrible wordplay. I know. I love it.
4: Up thank to my you. standards. Totally into it. Thank you. Thank it. you. <laughs> um, every time I do a wordplay like that, Brad always goes, oh, you spent too much time with Kristen. <laughs> so, I hope you're happy. Um, oh, but thank you. <laughs> uh, wordplay aside, please tell us all about your first week of living by how to be a bad bitch by amber rose where did you start
3: well not surprisingly my friend i started with step one
4: that is vision and passion
3: yes and for this i thought long and hard about how i wanted to go about being a bad bitch and i realized i wanted to do things differently here i am talking with dean about that So, honey, you know how most of these books we live by want us to come up with some grand life plan?
5: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Envision the future you want 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 100 years from now. When you die, then just manifest it.
3: Manifest. All you need is a bunch of money. But what if instead of picturing my future life I tried to create a vision for my current life instead. Too (laughs) short-sighted. No, 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 no. I mean, mean, maybe, but I feel like I could use a new vision for my life right now. I mean, we're coming out of the worst of the pandemic. I am now vaccinated. You're now vaccinated. We could go and see family that we haven't seen for a long time. Um, I don't think they're going to let us into New Zealand yet, honey. But I do think there are other things that we can do. So... After that conversation, I made a long list of people and experiences I'd been missing these past 15 months, and I decided now was the time to do them all, because even though the last year has been a bad bitch, I was going to be even badder.
4: Mm, that's incredible. Get that vision right. Envision all the things and people you're going to do. Um yes. So then what did you do after that? How do you start, like, making that vision a reality?
3: I started with step two.
4: Oh, my gosh. Step two is beauty.
3: Yes, it is. Exactly. And as you know, Jolenta, and as all the listeners now know, I had gone weeks without shampooing my hair while living by our last book, The Honest Life. And I felt filthy, not like filthy, sexy bitch, just like a dirty bitch. So I made an appointment with a salon in my neighborhood, shout out to Prospect Hair, and I let them give me a very thorough shampoo.
4: I feel very bad for them. You know, Kristen, (laughs) it is one thing to torture yourself by going overboard with the books advice, but to punish estheticians too. (laughs) Like that is another thing. It is, but
3: don't worry. I gave them a 40% tip because okay. bad bitches give big tips.
0: That's true. And
3: while I was there, I also had them cut off over a half a foot of hair, and I even let them style my hair a little bit, which you know I never let them do because mm-hmm. I'm cheap. But I'm a bad bitch, and I'm like, a bad bitch gets styled, right?
4: Uh, yes, and I have to say it looks – very, very good. I was literally complimenting your bangs before we started recording. They look so perfect framing your face. So cute. I also had no idea you got like that much cut off. I only see you from the shoulders up. So I never, I can't <laughs> tell if it's different below that.
3: Oh my gosh. It was down to my butt and now. Oh my
4: gosh. That's, yeah. that's like, that's like the longest it's been since I've known you. I think. Yeah. I know, wow. it's
3: crazy, but now it's just to my armpit. So um, much amazing. more manageable and
4: way better, right? Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, I believe you've sent me before and after shots so we can put that up on the Instagram so we oh, yes. can all see the beautiful difference between monster dirty Kristen <laughs> and freshly groomed Kristen. I-, I think you mean bad bitch Kristen. Sorry, bad bitch Kristen. <laughs> There's filthy bitch Kristen and bad bitch Kristen. Yes. Um, after that, which step did you hit up?
3: Well, I was feeling so bad and so bitchy after my salon mm-hmm. visit that I decided to continue the makeover with the next thing on my list, which happened to correspond with step three.
4: Okay. Step three is fashion. How does that meet something on your list? Tell me all the deets.
3: Well, full disclosure, despite trying to dress up from time to time during the beginning of the pandemic, I kind of fell into a funk when the weather got cold, Mm. and I had been wearing the same two outfits in rotation. Uh, You may have noticed during our tapings, Jolenta, on our tiny Zoom screens, I always had the same shirt on every single time. Mm -hmm. So I reached out to my friend Eric Sisson, and I suggested we hit up our favorite secondhand store in the neighborhood And have a day of fashion shopping.
4: Yes. Ah, shout out to Eric Sasson. (laughs) He's got one of the sassiest takes and the sassiest names. Also, wait. Speaking of Eric Sasson, doesn't that mean you were hanging out with friends, which is step seven?
3: Yes. We were (gasps) doing all of the above. We were doing the fashion. We were doing the friends. We were doing it all fully masked, to be clear. Here's a clip. So good. Eric Sisson, you would look so good in this.
2: I would look really good.
3: That is so adorable. Oh my God. Look at the pearl buttons. I yes, love really.
2: it. It's actually, it's like, like real cowboy shirt. It's so cool.
3: So did you know this is my first time in 15 months that I've been shopping in an actual clothing store?
2: Really? Yeah. Uh, so I have been shopping at an actual clothing store a few times um, in the past few months. So I guess I beat you to the punch.
3: <laughs> well, I just wanted to wait until I was fully vaccinated, you know? Yeah, yeah.
2: that um, makes mm-hmm. sense.
3: So I have a confession, though. Um, yeah. So the reason I chose to do my first official fashion shopping outing since the pandemic with you yeah. is because the book I'm living by now says, I'm supposed to like do fashion things with my gay best friend and get uh, support on my looks and everything else from my gay best friend. and oh. <laughs> I'm wondering, do you feel tokenized and terrible?
2: Um, a little bit, it's a little bit um reductive to say like, oh, that's what we're for. Like I don't really i mean i'll, I'll I'm more than happy to go shopping with you.
3: I know I mean but yeah. not
2: not not <laughs> as an, not as an accessory.
3: So yeah. Amber Rose's advice about gay friends was a little weird, and uh, it definitely did not make Eric Sasson feel very Mm. good when I told him about
4: it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm also really, like, thank you for asking him that because um, it's a very good question, and you could have left it out and, like, skirted over it. And I'm, like, very glad we just got an answer. Because yeah, that's um, what I thought when I read that, too. I'm like, eh, a little cringy. And I'm so glad that Eric Sasson was like, yeah, cringy.
3: Nobody wants to feel tokenized. Nobody wants that. Right. Anywho, all that being said, I just want to say Eric Sasson and I still had a good day. It mm-hmm. wasn't just that awkward moment. We, okay. you know, we enjoyed our shopping. I bought a cute new-to-me jean jacket. Um, <sighs> what and What does and it look like?
4: Cut- What's the cut?
3: Oh, it's almost the same as my last one. It's like... Oh, that's good. I'm just going to say it's a children's jean jacket. Okay, I'm short. It's a children's (sighs) jean jacket.
4: (laughs) So what did you do after you went shopping?
3: Well, I took that cute jean jacket. I put my flower back on the lapel. Mm. I put on one of my cutest dresses, a dress I could obviously move around in and feel comfortable in like Amber Rose wants us to. And then I hit up step eight.
4: And that is dating. Oh, no wonder you got all, like, gussied up.
3: Did you say I got gussied up or I got all bad bitch looking? I think that's I'm what you said. I'm sorry. You got say.
4: all bad bitched up, not gussied up.
3: Yes. And all bad bitched up and looking good, Dean and I went on an actual indoor date <gasps> to an indoor pop-up gallery. Jalente, as you know, Dean and I do like to go and see art.
4: Yes, you and do. Very cultured people.
3: And we put on our masks. And... Uh, we checked out some of the art from some local artists. What is this? Oh my God! It's a little taxidermied squirrel pushing a grocery cart through Wegman's.
5: Adorable. Yeah. Oh my How about God. That? I oh wonder. My... Um, doesn't doesn't Jolenta love squirrels? Oh my God, she loves them so much. Did you see this corner? There's a competition. You could win this picture of Princess Diana. It's an original painting. It's not a print. You all you have to do is, is Instagram that this pop-up is here. This pop-up gallery. Hey.
3: My you might, God, I want that painting. You should do it. I want the painting. What well, can we on? both enter? Can we enter each six sure, times? I'll enter 2 Let's well, enter.
5: No, we have, to, we have to share it on socials. We can't order six times.
3: Oh my God, I really need this princess. Painting?
5: I do you have five finsters?
4: <laughs> okay, I am a little distracted by the five finsters, but also <laughs> where the fuck is that gallery? Is it still popping up? Because I need to see those squirrels. Oh my God. I did actually. Oh my gosh. I don't want to ruin things
3: in case he got one for you. I I did send pictures to Brad. Okay, I did. Okay, I did. Okay. I'll I did. just,
4: I'll, we'll keep this between us. Yes. Know, like, okay, just keep it, keep it on the DL. Yeah. Just, that sounds like a very fun date, to be honest.
3: Oh my gosh. It was so fun. We had such a great time. It almost felt like we were back in old New York again before the pandemic, you know? Mm. And of course, that led to step nine.
4: Oh, yay. The sex step. I'm surprised that wasn't the only step you did the whole two weeks. <laughs> um, how did that go? <laughs> well, did you guys go in the tub?
3: <laughs> no. I, we didn't go in the tub exactly, and I'm not going to give you full details, but I will just say mm-hmm, this, Jolanda. Mm-hmm. Before the pandemic, the last time Dean and I were at a gallery, We did actually have sex in the bathroom at that gallery. Whether (gasps) or not we repeated things, I'm not going to say. I don't want to say too much because, you know, a bad bitch doesn't overstate things, right? I'll just leave it up to your imagination.
4: Oh, my gosh. I never knew you did that. I've never done anything like that. Okay, no, I did. I have done hand stuff on a subway platform. (laughs) (laughs) But it was uh, like three in the morning and I was wasted. (laughs) Oh, okay. I can't, I cannot complain. Like you're a bad <laughs> bitch. You're a bad bitch.
3: That's what a bad bitch does. Okay. I'm a bad bitch. Mm-hmm. And I was going to bad bitch all over that fucking gallery if I wanted to. Oh my God. That's Can we please I
4: change the subject and just uh, <laughs> follow up on did you win Princess Die?
3: <laughs> well, I'm not going to answer that question yet because you know what? This is the end of my first week and it's time <gasps> to talk about your first week, Jolenta. Tell me all about living by how to be a bad bitch. How did you start off things?
4: Okay, Kristen. Well, let's just say I started with something I haven't done all season yet, but I often find an excuse to do it. Like, I do it almost every season. Can you guess what it is? Um,
3: You decided to not live by the rules of the book and do something else? Hey, no.
4: I only do that, like, once every other season. (laughs) What did you do, Jolenta? I made a vision board. Oh, my God. You haven't done this
3: in so long. I know. Nice. Vision board. Loving it. Jolenta Greenberg is back.
4: I hope you won't think I am cheating, but I did uh, not – Just a double team, but like a menage a trois, a three-step-in-one vision board. So what
3: were the steps that were in your menage a trois?
4: I was like, I feel like steps one, seven, and ten are kind of calling out to me, being like, we want to be on a vision board.
3: And reminder to listeners, step one is vision and passion, step seven is friends, and step ten is evolve or die.
4: Mm Mm-hmm. So I really liked how, um, in step one, Amber Rose talks about how setbacks that we encounter in life don't need to be classified as like stalling or failing. They can just be seen as detours. Uh, this year for me has been all about like very much learning how to take care of myself and sort of mediate having like a long-term illness with my lupus shit and work and life and, you know, not letting everyone down, um... But I feel like over some time and with a lot of therapy and like mistakes, I am starting to see this, you know, last what year and a half as an unexpected detour where I like take a, a bit of a crash course and like learning shit about myself. So nice. that I wanted to incorporate into the vision board. I. You know, have some pictures of like lush beds and pillows because I learned, even though I don't love naps, I kind of have to now. And I got to keep that in mind, you know? And also on my vision board, there are pictures of my friends because even though I'm still not seeing a lot of them in person, especially indoors. I need to remind myself of, like, the beautiful faces of the people that are supporting me, even though I can't always, like, touch them. And, spoiler, you're there, Kristen. Oh, my God, Jolenta, I need to
3: see this vision board. Why don't you have it here in front of me? Oh. You know, because you're on your computer with me. That's why. (laughs) It's too hard for
4: me to, like, share my screen while I'm running, like, Zoom and recording this and reading our Google Doc. But I promise I will put the picture on Instagram along with your dirty hair and um, on the Facebook group so everyone can look at it Nice. Mm, creep on my friends. Love Love it. Love it. And
3: after (laughs) your good old vision board, Jolanta, what did you do after that?
4: After that, I did step two.
3: Uh, step two, of course, is beauty.
4: Yes, it is. And uh, the book says to try out new looks. Uh, she writes all about when she shaved her head. Yes. And I was like, basically did that. It's a short buzz cut, but like already there, girl. <laughs> um, but I have changed my hair, but I, I haven't changed much of my my look, my face look since then. Um, and I was like, since I'm experimenting with my hair, I might as well experiment with my face, especially my eyes, because I feel like they're so much more visible. So I got a few cheap drugstore liquid eyeliners in more nice. colors, like white, like neon, greeny yellow. Ooh. And I forced my partner, Brad, to just bask in the results of my experiment. I got this like gray lavender. um. Eyeliner because uh, it's supposed to make green eyes pop, and I think I'm like obsessed with oh,
2: it. It looks great. Like,
4: doesn't it? Like, I feel like my eye, I feel like I look like a fucking doe. Like, a doe with a buzz cut. Like, I'm a little baby doe, but like, watch out.
2: I think your buzz cut makes it so you can be so feminine in right. a lot of these other things. Like, like my some, prairie dresses. Like, you got a prairie dress, and you got your. Doe eyes, but you like, look like a badass. But so I still look like I could allowing, punch you. Which I feel like you wouldn't let yourself look like this.
4: Before, before I had the haircut. Yeah. You're right. I feel like I'm expressing, like I'm wearing a lot more colors just in general. Yeah. Never yeah. thought I'd see that. You look good. Thanks, baby.
3: I am loving it. And what did you do after that then?
4: Well after that I mean Brad basically brought it up at the end of this last audio diary uh I decided to head over to the step all about fashion
3: nice fashion is step 3
4: yes it is and so, you know, obviously, other other than experimenting with colors and patterns and prairie dresses, as Brad mentioned in the last step, and as I've talked about in other episodes, apparently this prairie dress thing is like a big thing for me to process. <laughs> um, I've also just been experimenting with more clothes that make me happy happy. Um, happy in my case still means like pretty comfortable, like work at home attire, but I want to, you know, be able to fall asleep at any given moment, but also be able to maybe run outside and like do an errand or like have a quick bite to eat with a friend. Um, so, when I noticed that my favorite pajama romper was being offered in a different fabric that looks sort of like daywear and is sort of meant to be like able to be worn to like grab the newspaper, like walk the dog really quick, I was like, I think I should buy this. But also, these rompers make it look like I am wearing pretty much a full diaper, Kristen. <laughs> like when I wear them, I call myself a diaper baby. Oh my um, gosh. And even though it has more outside-looking fabric, like you know, it won't show if I'm nipping out because it's like thick. Um, mm-hmm. like it's still diaper baby-ish. But I was like Amber Rose would say, do what makes you feel happy, and do stuff like buy things that like accommodate your life and that you can move in. In my case, move to a nap. So <laughs> I bought that, like you know, nap today wear diaper baby romper and. I decided I would wear it for a special occasion.
3: Ooh, what
4: kind of special occasion? It is not a date like your special occasion. It is... My mom coming back into town. Oh yeah!
3: And did you go somewhere special? Uh, did she like your diaper butt? What happened?
4: So we did not go anywhere special, and I was nervous about what she'd say about my diaper butt because she knows I wear those rompers to sleep in, but not to like greet my mother in. <laughs> um, and so she walks in, and she immediately asks about my new romper. She's like touching it, and so Ooh. I was like, "Hold on!" And I grab my recorder to document. Her thoughts on my fashion choice. Here's how it went. It's like the pajama, but they all they made it in thicker fabrics, so uh-huh. you can like run to the store and not it's really cute. and like not and it's like a little more fitted, right? Yeah, yeah, it's cute, it's fun, it, and yeah. like a little more. Like I could wear this out if I put a bra under it or something. Uh-huh. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, do you have donuts? Or oh yeah, I just want to bite. <laughs> like, she was so unfazed by my diaper, but girl just was like, anyway, you look nice. That is fun. I like the fabric. Uh, can I have something to eat? I just got off a flight.
3: Nice. Nice. And you know what? A bad bitch does not hide her appetite, so your mom is a bad bitch too oh. right there.
4: Oh, always. Always.
3: <laughs> and what did you do after that?
4: After that, I hit up step 4 pretty much by accident.
3: Oh yes, and step 4 of course is channeling our inner strength. And mm-hmm. how did that pop up?
4: Well, I feel like because of all my lupus shit and how just like depleted I feel all the time like I'm not feeling like big on my inner strength game. Like I don't I don't feel like I have a lot of that going on. Um And especially, like, when I get excited or, like, something new is happening, especially because, like, we're starting to see people once in a while and, like, I'm just going outside more, I sort of forget to check in with myself and let myself get super depleted and then I crash and then I, like, you know, blow off an obligation and beat myself up and it's, like, a vicious cycle, And this started happening at the end of my mom's first full day. So I told her I would walk her halfway back to her Airbnb. But after about three blocks, I realized I was in a ton of pain. Mm. Uh, And I realized I have to turn around now or, like, I'm not going to make it home. Um, And so I told my mom and Brad that. And then I just started beating myself up because – I couldn't keep my promise and I was weak and like I was a piece of crap. Mm. But Amber Rose says, if you're having a low moment, think of your mom's voice in your head. And I was having a low moment and having trouble thinking of her voice. But I guess I cheated because I had my actual mom's voice outside of my head and I just listened to her. So this is what she said. I just feel like, I mean, I didn't even make it to the street I said I was going to make it to. That's all right. And I don't want to let you down. You're not. And I I don't want to make anyone bummed out that I can't walk far. You walked all the way. I'm all over town. I walked all the way back. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Now I feel better. Okay, I can go. Bye. Yeah. You walked miles. You walked all the way back. You're right. I love you guys.
3: Oh, nice. I love that your mom was there to be the inner voice of your mom. She was the outer voice of your mom and the inner voice of your mom. (laughs) Exactly.
4: And it's like the second she started reminding me of the shit I'd already done that day. She's like, you've done more than you've done in like a month combined. Like you're allowed to take a break. No one's taking it personally. And I like was immediately like, oh shit, thanks. And it like totally reset my little my little anxiety cycle into something a lot easier to handle And that is where I ended my first week.
3: Oh, wow. I can hardly wait to hear what you do next. But before we get there, we got to ask everybody out there, have you lived by How to Be a Bad Bitch?, Did it work for you? Share your story at facebook.com slash groups slash btbpod. You can also write to us at kristenangelenta at gmail.com. And of course, we also love to hear your voicemails. You can call us up at 302-492-6657 or 302-49-BOOKS.
4: Kristen, Kristen, we ended your first week of living by how to be a bad bitch with you and Dean blowing my mind by having what you alluded to as gallery sex. Um we may or may not
3: have no kissing after and by You know, a bad you bitch. got a
4: makeover and hung out with your friend and bought a jacket. I don't know how you could do more in week two, but I know you must have. <laughs> what happened?
3: <laughs> well, I did some more of step seven and
4: managed to mix in
3: a little bit of step five.
4: So that is friends. And five is conduct and personality. I like it.
3: Yes. And for this, I decided to reach out to friends I had not seen at all during the pandemic, aside from the occasional Zoom call. But I hadn't seen so many people face-to-face in the last 15 months. And on the top of my list was my friend Carly. Carly moved only a mile away from me earlier this year, and she told me I needed to visit, but of course, I dropped the ball. So I reached out at the beginning of week two, and I said, you know what? Let's have a beverage together. I'm sorry it took me a while to get back to you, and she responded immediately, inviting me to hang out in her new backyard. That's right. She has a backyard.
4: jealous, jealous. How was the hangout? Listen. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my
3: god! I'm freaking out! I'm so excited to see you! Oh my god! Can I have you without my mask on? Yes! Oh no, my I god! I am so excited! Oh my I just, god! I cannot believe it's been so long, and I'm so excited to see your apartment. I can't believe you've lived in our neighborhood this long, and I haven't been to your apartment. Wow, I'm sorry. Holy <laughs> shit! You went downstairs? Yeah. What's a total mess? What, the, what yeah. the fuck? Oh my god! Look at your backyard. Yeah. Oh my god before we do anything else let me just hand you
4: oh
3: my god <laughs> <laughs> i got you this as a housewarming present so long ago for- oh my it's just a little journal oh for you god. and clarence to put your thoughts in love it. Oh my god.
0: and this yeah. might need to be chilled a
3: little bit longer because i watch over but um, oh thanks. my god this is phenomenal look at this I modern freaking it. kitchen it looks like a freaking showcase
4: Oh, that is both heartwarming and comforting because I love Overwhelmed Milam and Kristen. And <laughs> I love hearing friends reunite. Oh. So I think your conduct was very genuinely you and like totally top notch. You know, you brought a gift for your host. You gave a billion compliments very quickly. It was, I would say, your version of badass bitch classy. Oh,
3: thank you. Thank you so much. And I got to say, we had such a great time. And in the end, we did not just hang out for one beverage. We caught up for nearly three hours in her backyard. And afterward, I felt so alive that I reached out to 10 other friends, I had not seen it all or barely seen during the pandemic, and I made dates with all of them. So shout out to all of you. Ben R., Sam F., Kelly, Brooke, Cameron, Amanda, Lisa R., Shalini, Sarah M., all of you who I made dates with. uh, I am so excited to see you all.
4: She's a date fiend. (laughs) I love it. I'm like out of breath hearing all those names, (laughs) Um, but it's very you. And I like it. Thank you. What did you do after you made all your dates? I moved on to step six. And that is money and career.
3: Yes. And for this... I fielded a request from a prestigious organization called Union Docs. They do a lot of teaching and mentoring in the audio space here in Brooklyn. And they had invited me to be a guest at a seminar, which was a huge honor and something I'd always hoped for. I always wanted Union Docs to reach out Mm. to me. And even better, they made it clear from the get-go that, Kristen, you can do this in person, in our outdoor classroom, or you can do it remotely. And I really appreciated it, but I was also feeling torn.
4: Why? Why were you feeling torn?
3: I didn't want to admit that I wasn't comfortable teaching in person yet. And Mm. I felt kind of like a hypocrite. Like, how can I feel comfortable seeing friends but not comfortable in a safe outdoor classroom? And that's when I realized I needed to tap into step four.
4: And that is inner strength. I see. That makes sense.
3: Yes. And for this... I created a voice in my head, a voice that gave me some leniency and some grace, and the voice said to me, Kristen, it's okay to have an adjustment period. Yes, you are a bad bitch, but you do not have to dive into everything head first. You don't have to teach in a classroom again at this moment if you don't want to. You can do this one remotely. They're giving you permission to accept their permission like a bad bitch.
4: Yes. Yes. And I love that voice. Very nurturing. Very practical. Like, you don't need to beat yourself up. They literally were like, you can do it this way. You want to do it. Like, of course. I'm very glad you found that little voice. Um, What did you do next? I did step 10. And step 10 is evolve or die. I can see you didn't die. I did not die. (laughs) You are very much alive and talking to me, so that's a given.
3: Yes. So for this, I realized I may not be comfortable in a classroom now, but I want to be comfortable in a classroom eventually, and I don't want it to be next year at this time. I want it to be ideally by the fall. And so I applied to be a presenter at an audio conference later this year, an audio conference where I would have to be in person. And I'm hoping they'll accept me and let me, you know, evolve there on their stage. And if they don't, that's fine. I'll evolve somewhere else. I'll evolve some more. But I felt it was important for me to set up a challenge for myself where I kind of have to give myself that little nudge to evolve and be an even badder bitch than I am right now.
4: Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's not one of those, like you were saying at the beginning, like plan for 10 years or a billion years or blah, blah, blah. It's like you're working on currently getting comfortable sort of like re-entering society like we all are. So you're going to set like reasonable milestones to sort of push you ahead at a good pace that's like healthy for you. That is beautiful.
1: Thank
4: um, you. What did you do after that? Did you do anything after that? Well,
3: there was someone that Dean and I really wanted to see someone who is both a friend and a coworker who I love very much and who I have not seen face to face in over a year aside from Zoom calls and while she was not feeling good enough to see us at least her husband and her dog were <gasps> Oh, my gosh, Frank, I haven't seen you in so long, my friend. Should I put on my
2: mask? Oh, it doesn't matter. We're vaccinated now. Oh,
3: my gosh. Are, are you doing hugs? Oh my, God. So you. Oh, my God. oh, my gosh. It's so good to see you. Oh, my God. I can't believe how long it's
5: been. Oh, my gosh.
3: It's so good to see you. Oh, my gosh. So oh well, now that I'm vaccinated and you're vaccinated and Dean's vaccinated and Jolenta is, I know she's napping right now, but... When we were living by the new yes. parent, I made these clippings for mm-hmm. you guys. Oh, wait.
2: Are these the same ones that you, you were like, I've got this ready for you? Yes. And now, I, I this guess looks so good.
3: But these are from the first um, plant I ever bought when I moved to New York 21 years ago at the grocery store. And these are clippings from that plant.
2: I'm how to do this. I'm wow. just sorry. It took okay. so
3: long to bring over. Like I said, I didn't want to come over unless we were all vaccinated. And yeah. Thank you so much for letting us stop by without much notice. And give um, Joanne a hug for I'm us when she wakes sleeping. up from her nap. Yeah, no, no, don't no, be Sorry.
4: I am sorry, too. I was very bummed out when I woke up and found out you had stopped by. Um, mm. well, we were I,
3: really sad to miss you, but you do need to get your rest, Joel. I know. And, and I got to say, seeing Brad and Frank the dog was almost as good as seeing you. Not quite as good, mm. but it just it filled me up so much and made me so happy. And, man, I went out. Into the world, bouncing off your front step. Dean and I, hand in hand, and we felt like bad bitches filled with love.
4: I'm glad that Frank could give you some of his joy. He's a very smiley guy, he is. and I hope you know I was there, like in spirit, just <laughs> my sleeping spirit.
3: Oh, we felt it. We knew um, you were there. We and
4: <laughs> thank you for the plant, by the way. It is so big now. My mom was very impressed. She's like, "Oh, these clippings are great. You could get a lot of plants out of this." Oh, so good. good. She's got big plans for him, apparently. Um, is that how you ended your week with me ruining your surprise visit because it was on my <laughs> shot day and I fell asleep for like five hours at noon?
3: Well, I thought that would be the end of my second week, but later that same day, this happened. Honey, come see.
5: Honey, come here.
3: What? Look, look at, look at Instagram. Um,
5: what am I looking at? This is that pop-up we were at. Oh, I'm reading
3: the text. Oh, I was you, looking at
5: the picture. You <laughs> won... That painting of Diana. Oh, my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, you have to write them back right now. Like, DM them because you just, you get to just pick it up. Oh my God. I can't believe I won Diana. You won a thing. It's awesome. Oh my God.
4: I don't know how I feel about this. I'm glad you won something, but like, come on, you defile a fucking gallery <laughs> and then they give you a painting. Is well, this the world we live in? Honestly, it's a pretty bad bitch world, but it's one that makes me worried about gallery bathrooms in the future.
0: Well, I think
3: Amber Rose would be proud of me. I'm just going to say. I agree. No, I agree. Amber Rose would say, that's the way to be a bad bitch. Go after what you want, where you want it. And in the end, you get a prize. You get a giant, giant painting of Princess Diana. And so that's how I ended my second week of living by how to be a bad bitch being a badass bitch with a giant new piece of art.
4: What a beautiful, like, full circle moment. (laughs) Ugh, I'm blown away.
3: (laughs) But, Jolenta, what about you? Let's hear about your second week of living by how to be a bad bitch.
4: So for that, I just started with step five.
3: Oh, good old step five, conduct and personality.
4: And for this one, uh, Amber Rose mentions in the book... uh, that you should listen more than you speak. And that really jumped out at me because as you may know, Kristen, sometimes I may have trouble not talking and just listening. I, I you know, it's even been said in a few by-the-book reviews that from time to time I interrupt and, and have listening problems. So I was like, I should probably work on that. I should work on listening more and shutting up more um, and focusing on what other people are saying.
3: Mm, I like this ambition. Although mm-hmm. I feel like you always listen to me, Jolanta.
4: I just interrupt with enthusiasm, is what I like <laughs> to think. I'm like a cheerleader, <laughs> like encouraging the story with sounds and words. So I decided to work on shutting up and focusing hard on the people I'm actually talking with. And lucky for me, my mom gave me an opportunity right away at the beginning of week two. And
3: how did she do that?
4: Well, we're hanging on the couch. Uh, We're watching some TV, but then she starts going down one of her sort of spirals where she rehashes the past about like some bullshit, like horrible thing my dad has put her through or us through over the past few years. And and I do this, too. But when she does it, normally I kind of panic because, like, she gets herself really worked up sometimes. You know, she's sort of processing a lot of pain still. And I hate seeing her get, like, so sad and angry when she's retelling this stuff. And often I jump in and I talk over her and I try to explain, like, other ways she can look at it instead of just, like, hearing her out and validating her. But this time I just forced myself to be quiet and listen. And before I knew it, she went from being upset about the past to talking to me about basically everything in the world. Um, Take a listen. When I say in therapy, I don't Mm. know if I've ever said it out loud to you. I said, wouldn't it be nice if we could go back to being just our souls and we can't judge anybody by what they look like, the color of their skin, their size, their shape, their Mm. religion that we were just, we like didn't even energy. have to speak, and we were just positive energy. How many more people we would allow in our lives if mm. we, if we were, like weren't sort of like primed to judge formed. and 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 formed like differentiate like me versus you and like exactly yeah. hierarchy. Mm. It's a human trait. I'm skinnier. I'm smarter. Mm. Yeah. We're just orbs of beautiful energy, and if we could just take each other and turn each other inside out.
3: Wow. Jolenta, it sounds like letting your mom uh, say everything she needed to say, she eventually kind of self-soothed herself and brought herself Mm -hmm. to, I would say – a very peaceful place. She's talking yeah. about souls and stuff.
4: Totally, totally, totally. She'd, I like how she also says go back to being just our souls because like clearly that's how we have existed. Like of Just course. like balls of energy.
3: <laughs> but yeah, it really clearly worked for her just to like talk it through to self-soothe and get to a place of peace. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, yeah.
3: I'm so impressed. And um, what did you do after that then?
4: Um, after that, I hit up step nine. Ah,
3: step 9. I love step 9. It's all about sex. I Oh, I know.
4: <laughs> um, so normally I am pretty into a lot of the stuff that Amber Rose says to do. Um, being vocal, like getting down a lot, like saying what you like and don't like. Um, but not currently. Fun fact, Kristen, uh, the immunosuppressant medication I'm on, methotrexate, can cause cold sores, uh, Mm -hmm. not just in your mouth, but on your labia.
3: Oh, yep, yep. I actually Mm -hmm. did know about that, in fact, because I have other friends on this medication. And, yeah, they've just told me, frankly, this is what happens.
4: Yeah, and it's like sometimes my mouth is falling apart. These past few weeks, it has been down there. And so, like, we're not getting busy very much, obviously, because it is painful. So I decided to do the part of the sex step where Amber Rose says, compliment your partner on something unexpected. Well, I don't want to give too much away, but I complimented Brad's clothes. And normally, I only compliment him if he's in clothes I've picked out. So basically, I compliment (laughs) myself. (laughs) But... (laughs) Uh, one day in week two, he was wearing a shirt that I was, like, pretty sure he had picked out for himself. <laughs> uh, so take a listen to how I surprised him. You look very cute today. Really? Yeah, I like that shirt.
2: Wait, it- you said once that polos were for boys trying to costume themselves oh, like adults. No.
4: Did I say that?
2: Yes. You said polos look like what immature boys think grown-up work looks like.
4: Wow, I'm a bitch. <laughs> Shit. Damn it. Um, well, I take that back, and I'm sorry. I'm, I feel bad. That, that that clearly stuck with you, and I don't even remember saying it. So I want you to know I don't think that when I see you in that shirt, and I think you look really nice in that color, and this polo is a perfect attire for working from home on a hot day. Oh, Thanks. And I know you're a man who knows what what men wear to work because it's whatever you want. (laughs) I feel like every book we live by, I learn, like, you still have to compliment Brad more. Like, use your words more. Like, I clearly have work to do in the relationship department. Uh, That short conversation made it clear. So I headed on over to step eight. Ah, yes.
3: Step eight is dating and relationships.
4: So... Amber Rose says one of the ways to make things work well with your guy is to try hanging out like one of the guys. So Mm -hmm. when Brad wanted to watch baseball in the room that I was hanging out in my mom with, instead of ignoring him... I decided to stay engaged and try my hand at being a bro while Brad was talking about his current favorite pitcher for the Angels, Shohei Otani. So take a listen. You know how bad they screw up their shoulders from pitching? Do they, Brad? It's really hard on on your body to do that over and over
2: and over well, that's why most of them, when you're a good hitter, they make you not be a pitcher anymore. Mm. But he said, no, I can do both these things really well. And so this year, he's one of the best hitters in the league, and he's one of the best pitchers in the wow. league. No one's done that since Babe Ruth. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. I wonder no how long, long it's going to last. last. And you know what's so funny? Is, it,
4: yeah, well, it, why are you shitting on his pitcher, bro?
2: how long it's going to last. Yeah,
4: whoa, whoa, whoa. Next time
2: it, you mean, say something good in your life, I'm going to be like, wonder how long it's been. Don't
4: disparage. <laughs> hey, Mom. I meant
2: because well, the sport is hard. Don't disparage bottom. our team. It like, honestly, it sounded like a threat.
4: <laughs> what are you going to do to
2: show yeah. hey, bro? Oh, <laughs> well, the nice arm you have. Hope nothing bad happens to you.
4: Yeah, it. oh, that'd it's be a shame. shame something <laughs> happened
3: there, I mean. Man, listen to all you bros hanging like bros. Mm-hmm. I hope you were also shoveling, like, uh... Handfuls of pork rinds in your mouth while you were doing this. Something that was very Um, little like
4: There were Cheez Its there, if that counts. Oh, I love Cheez-Its. Okay, that I'll give you a pass
3: on that. That sounds good. good.
4: Good. So yeah, it was like I was having a fun time, even with baseball on. And as we know, like I'm not a sport person.
3: Yeah. It sounds like you were doing great. And what did you do after that?
4: So after that, the week was basically winding down and I had to remember to take care of myself, Kristen, because, you know, like I've been working on in week one, even though I like having fun and sort of reentering life, I have to make sure I sort of check in with myself and my body and make sure I have enough energy left to do other things and meet obligations. And at the end of this week, I had to make sure I had enough energy and, you know, inner strength left. To write my part of this script for this show and edit, you know, my audio diaries and stuff.
3: Ah, yes. It sounds like you're talking about step
4: six. Mm Mm-hmm. You know it. The good old money and career step. Yes. So the book says not to put off tasks, but on the last evening of living by this book— it that was a big last TV night. night. Yeah, it was a big TV night for me last night, Kristen, okay? And, you know, there were back-to-back really good Real Housewives episode. There was a premiere episode and then the first episode of the reunions uh, and for Ooh. another city. And I wanted to watch them with my mom. It's so fun to actually watch them in person with her and not just talk to her on the phone about, like, what a housewife did later. So in my head, I'm thinking... You know, I could probably watch both episodes and not finish the script until just tomorrow morning, right before we record. But then I was like, no, no. Amber Rosa would say, no. I had work to do right then. So I turned to my mom and I made this proclamation. Um, FYI, after this episode, are you cool with me walking you part of the way home. Sure. And kicking you out so I can finish work. Okay. Because there is a different housewives on after this that even I'm going to turn it off because, like, we can enjoy the premiere, but then I have shit to do. What other housewife was it? It's Jersey. Oh. We can watch it tomorrow if that's okay. Sure. And you're okay with me saying I... I have to get work yeah, done. Just don't get upset because I'm going to cry right now. Are you really? <laughs> so, you're really convincing almost.
2: I could have been an actress with Twitter.
4: If I had the balls to do it. Uh, you could have. You were very good.
3: <laughs> okay, first of all, your mom should or could or all of the above be on the Real Housewives. She would be so good at it.
4: And She's always said she would never ever want to do that, which what? makes me so disappointed. She would be I know. so I know. good at it. She That's would be first such and, a star. we and should start Real housewives of Brooklyn, base it around her, force her to live with me.
3: Yes. And second anyway. of all though, I do want to point out your mom was clearly fine with you working. She doesn't want you to not mm-hmm. work. She wants you to work. If you need to work, she doesn't want to be the reason you're not working.
4: Exactly. Which is sometimes hard for me to remember about other people. But, like, (laughs) I can trust them. And they're not lying to me. So that is where I ended the week. I finished the script. And I popped it in. I popped it in this morning. But it was done. (laughs) So I mostly didn't put it off. And I still haven't even watched The Housewives yet. (gasps) Oh,
3: Jolenta, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. that is real restraint there. Wow. I'm I'm incredibly impressed. That seems like an Thank amazing you. way to end your second week of living by how to be a bad bitch, being a bad bitch who is going to hold off on watching those real housewives.
4: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, Kristen, very much want to hear your verdict and talk about mine in this moment, but we have to take a break and we also have to remind you that if you like our show, please rate us and review us. It will make you feel like a bad bitch for, you know, helping other bad bitches make sure people find their bad bitch show.
3: (laughs) Stay with us when we're back. Verdict time.
4: okay, Kristen, I need to get down to business. I need to know if how to be a bad bitch worked. Did it turn my Pollyanna, so sweet, so accommodating Kristen into a bad bitch? And does she recommend it?
3: (laughs) Well, first and foremost, I just want to say I don't think this book was really that different from a lot of other celebrity self-help books we've read, not just this season, but in past seasons. You know, A Little Life Story, How I Rose Up from the Ashes, mixed in with, you know, kind of generic advice about visualizing your future and looking good and being a good friend and so on. And, in fact, while I was reading it, it even reminded me at times of Judge Judy's book, yes. especially, especially yes. the parts about gender where, like, men are like this, as right. if all men are the same. But I was like, I cannot believe I'm thinking Amber Rose and Judge Judy are the same person, but some of this book makes it feel like they are. Um, and... You know, there are some questionable bits of advice in there. The gay friend thing, obviously, exactly. it it, it rubbed me the wrong way. It rubbed my friend Eric Sasson the wrong way. Like, where's this advice coming from? It's very, like, enlisting – it's very much enlisting certain kinds of stereotypes about gender and sexual orientation that are not cool. They're just not cool at all. That being said – I I did really like Amber Rose's voice or her ghostwriters. I liked the fact that she was very, very frank about sex and she was sex positive and she was frank about like, hey, we all have bodies and bodies are different and everybody is great. It doesn't matter what size you are, what race you are. Uh, We all do things like fart in bed, you know, bodies just do what (laughs) bodies do. And I loved that about this. I really, really loved it. And I really had a great time living by this book. It gave me the kickstart I needed to really just you know, embrace my new post-pandemic life. But at the end of the day, am I going to recommend this book to people? I don't know. I mean, go ahead and read it. Uh, Take it with a grain of salt. Have fun with Amber Rose's story. But I also think you would be just as good reading a couple interviews with her that are very sex positive and then watching her funny or die walk of shame video. I think you'll be fine just doing that too. Uh, She is a badass. She is sex positive. But you know, again, the book, I could take it or leave it.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense.
3: But what about you, Jolenta? <laughs> are you going to recommend How to Be a Bad Bitch? Did it work for you?
4: Well, let's see. Um, it was a fun read. There are lots of good pictures. Um, mm-hmm. It's a little simplistic and reductive at times. Like you said, um, the All Men Cheat. Um, women can cheat too also <laughs> like let's just communicate and work on our issues instead of cheating anyway um, and yeah just the stuff like the stuff that popped out of me is the same stuff that popped out of you whenever she's sort of reductive about a person and a gay friend um, it also sort of stood out because I felt like it goes against the grain of like her vibe which is like disrupting all norms but then being like You're, men, men are gonna cheat it's like what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. um, but you know, that being said, she is so extreme and so, you know, bold, like tattoo on your forehead, bold. Um, it is entertaining enough or her ghost reader put enough like sort of pep in it that the advice, even though some of it, like you said, is fully reminiscent of Judge Judy's, like, <laughs> you know, can't put a dress on a bowl or whatever. Like, um, even though I was skeptical of it, like, when I went with it, it did work. Like, I am very reluctant to, like hang like one of the guys like i once wrote a piece that i like read publicly about like guys girls and cameron diaz and shit and like Mm -hmm. how i feel about them but it and i ended up having a fun genuine experience with my mom and husband where we were like doing jokey role plays about baseball players and i mean the listening shit was like totally real But I also, like you said, I feel like this book and the sort of general good advice that you find a lot of places that's sort of punched up by Amber Rose's personality, um, like, was good for me right now as sort of a baby reentering society, like how we all feel, where it's like, I think even the most generic advice is kind of helpful because, like, we don't know how to be sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel weird because I feel like this book did really help me right now. It got me engaged with my loved ones and sort of more in the moment than I have been in a long time. But I would be embarrassed to recommend this actual book for someone I know to read. Like, I wouldn't (laughs) want them to see it being like, and find your gay BFF and take him shopping. And like, men cheat, so either get over it or like, leave him. Or it's like, "Hey, yeah, yeah." Yeah. So yeah. I feel I feel like I feel very similar to you. I still enjoy Amber Rose and her general message when it has to get sort of overwritten into a full book. It it loses its potency and I I think yeah. If you want this sort of vibe, go check out some of her videos or something. Um and that will probably give you enough and also like listen and like be nice to your friends. <laughs> there we go. And Joe Linton,
3: my bad bitch. I think mm. that means this is it for this episode of By the Book.
4: Huge, huge. Thank you to all the bad, bad members of our team at Stitcher. Our producers, Brandon Nix, Corinne Wallace, and Daisy Rosario. And our engineer, Andy Christens. And don't forget, we also want to thank Nate Wida, who composed our theme song. And, of course, the Rizzos, who perform such a bad and by bad, I mean good, version of it.
3: Please stay in touch. Let us know if you're a bad bitch. Do you like being called a bitch? Do you like being called bad? And did you read How to Be a Bad Bitch? Did it work for you? And finally, I really, really mean this. Do you see Amber Rose as a sex-positive role model? And has her message in the world helped you?
4: Also, let me know if you have a face tattoo or a neck tattoo. I just want to know what it's like.
3: <laughs> our email address is kristenandjolenta at gmail.com. You can also tweet us at jolenta g, at kristenminzer, or at the Pod or follow us on Instagram. Jolenta, remind everyone what our Instagram handles are.
4: Mm-hmm. You can see all the pictures we talk about uh, at bythebookpod. My Instagram is at jolenta underscore g, and Kristen is at k10minzer. That's k10minzer.
3: Until next time, I'm Kristen Meinzer and I'm Jalanta Greenberg. Thank you so much for listening all you bad bad bitches out there. Bye-bye.
4: And I've learned I'm not good at talking and pretending I don't have food in my mouth. Oh, we can hear it. <laughs> yeah, no. Kristen's <laughs> like, "I can tell you have a saltine in the corner of your cheek, you crazy."
0: <laughs> Stitcher